Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in Depeer, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we're continuing our What's the Law Say series with a focus on Texas. Before we get started, one quick note, um, we've already shared prior episodes about the law in Wisconsin, Ohio, and Illinois, and we would love to do an episode about every state sooner rather than later. So if you're a veteran homeschooler from one of the other states who would like to come on and talk with us about the law where you live, send us an email at info at homeschoolloft.com. But now on to Texas. Our guest today is Rebecca Ruiz, who has been married for 21 years and has five boys who are 20, 17, 9, 7, and 6, four of whom have autism, ADHD, learning disabilities, and other diagnoses. Rebecca and her husband have been homeschooling for 13 years. They live in Central Texas, and Rebecca runs a group for those in both Central and North Texas who homeschool their special needs kids. She's in the process of finishing a degree in human development and family studies and is also working on writing her first book. She's passionate about helping families realize they can homeschool children who have challenges. And she also loves reading, writing, sports, traveling, camping, hiking, and spending time with family and friends. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Rebecca, everybody is dying to know about all the laws in your state of (laughs) Texas. But before we get into that, tell us all about the how, the why, the when, the where. (laughs) No, there's nowhere that you started homeschooling. Tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Well, um, I started homeschooling like it's about 13 years ago. My oldest was in uh, public school and he has autism. And uh, we had been in the public school system for a few years, but it started getting to where uh, as they changed administration and things like that, uh, certain things were not working for him. They weren't really um, following his IEP or doing the things that needed to be done for him. Mm -hmm. And um, about the middle of his second grade year, I went and had him tested academically uh, to see where he was at. And he was still on a pre-K to K level on everything. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me that he was ahead of his class. (laughs) He he might have been, but. uh, (laughs) Oh, I know. It was Okay. So I said, you know, this really isn't working for him. He's not learning in uh, a way that he needs to. And so we decided to go ahead and withdraw him. We thought that we were going to just maybe find him a different school setting, maybe a private school that catered to children like him. Mm -hmm. But we struggled with finding one of those that was uh, within our price range or even anywhere near where we live. So we just, we started homeschooling and we just continued and we haven't looked back and every kid that we've had since then, we've just homeschooled them. We haven't even tried the public school system at all again. Good for you. Is your oldest graduated now or given his special needs, is he still kind of homeschooling? 
Um, he, I did go ahead and graduate him when yeah. he turned 18 just because he wanted to have that um, experience like others his age. Yeah. But we still do uh, life skills. We do a lot of life skills um, and we do things surrounding his biggest interest, which is history. Mm-hmm. He loves history. So we still read a lot of books about that. And he likes to watch videos and movies about it. And we discuss different things. Um, I know, though, a lot of what he talks about is really just stuff he's memorized. But mm-hmm. it is interesting to know that he's even interested that way. So, um, but mostly it's life skills with him, laundry, cooking, uh, dressing, showering, all that type of stuff. Fun, fun. Um, so I think I, I mentioned before we started taping that we should really just have you on to talk all special needs because you're, like you said, like I said in the intro and you told me, um, four of your five boys have different diagnoses and a lot of parents think they can't homeschool in that situation. But real briefly here, just before we get into the stuff about the law, what's one particular challenge that you have faced in your homeschooling journey with your boys? I think one of the biggest challenges is that what works for one does not work for the other. And um, so I've really had to do my homework on trying to figure out, um, you know, how to, let's take math, for example. One curriculum for one of my sons really does not work for another one because Mm -hmm. he's actually advanced Mm -hmm. in math. So having to figure out what works for that one is a little bit more difficult. And then the trial and error is, uh, it's actually very stressful at times. Uh, But yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge is just not not having something that I can use with multiple kids. Yeah. I have to do all these different types for them. Yeah, I agree. Because I think no matter how many children there are, that is always the thing because no two kids are alike. And so you wish we hear this from parents. And this is one of the things we try to tell moms and dads off the bat, right? Is you, you think you're going to get this curriculum. It's going to answer all the problems. It's going to be a one and done deal. Mm -hmm. They're excited going into it. And it's just about a week into it. And then they find out (laughs) (laughs) it looks really great online. And then, right. But yeah. And being on top of it, you, I think that's the, you said frustrating. That's the hardest part is you have, have to be aware always of where your children are at or it's just not going to go good but there are so many blessings with homeschooling as well tell us about some of those you know I love that I get to spend so much time with them I get to um, see them grow see them change see them learn Uh, even just it you, you tend not to take for granted even the little things uh, you, you know, a lot of parents, they are excited about milestones that their kids hit. And my kids don't hit those milestones in that same time frame, mm-hmm. but we hit smaller ones. And those ones are just so amazing to get to see and you get to see that progress. And it's just, it's so cool to, to get to, to be here for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to witness that. Yeah. And to mm-hmm. be the one to help them get there rather than having to fight for it at a school. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> and don't you think yeah. that this is what I my our kids are graduated, but every single time something just 
amazing would happen. Just something that you couldn't have orchestrated or if they were in school, they would have missed it. And you see those moments in your heart, just, it's just such thankfulness, you know, that you, you were able to be a part of that the way that it should be anyway. And you just want other people to know the, think of the things that parents miss when their children are, you know, when they're separated. Oh, I know. I know. It it really is amazing. The amount of time that you miss out on with your children when Mm -hmm. they're in public school. Things you don't even think about that you're able to witness that you wouldn't have even thought of that yourself, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I do. We're going to we're going to schedule you on to talk more about the special needs stuff, the blessings and the challenges of all that. But but we got to talk about Texas homeschool law, which is interesting because you told me today in email that Texas actually doesn't have a homeschool law. What? (laughs) Right. Jenny's going to be like all shocked here. But so how is it that you all y'all how is it that (laughs) y'all in Texas have the freedom to homeschool when you don't have legislation? How does that work, Rebecca? We we have a judge's opinion. Um, what happened was some years back, um, a bunch of families got together and uh, went against their school district. Mm. Uh, the case is called Leaper versus Arlington ISD. Uh, they were they were being threatened basically by the ISD with truancy. They were uh, some families were being arrested for homeschooling, things like that. Um, Back in the early 1900s, there was a, um, I don't think you can really call it a law, but it basically said that um, compulsory attendance only applied to those who were in public school. Um, It did not apply to those who were in private schools or in the home. Homeschooling in Texas is considered private school. Mm -hmm. So they, when they went before the judge and they did their case, they had a precedence. And so the judge ruled on the side of the families and said, there is no compulsory attendance law for those who homeschool, and it is considered private schooling. And so at that point, that was what they had to to go by. And um, they also went a little bit further and said that um, we didn't have to have any requirements through the Texas Education Agency, which is who oversees the public school system. We do have our own set of, I, I won't say laws because it's not a law, mm-hmm. but our own guidelines that we do have to follow. Um, but it is, it's just all written out as a ruling. It's hmm. not actual law. And the legislature never decided to turn around and make that into a law after that ruling. You know, no, there's been, they, they have sort of tried to separate homeschooling from private schooling. Like we had uh, last year, we had the Tebow bill. If you're familiar with the Tebow bill at all. I am. Jenny, do you know? Tell us. No, I don't know. Okay. The Tebow bill is basically where homeschoolers are supposed to be allowed to um, participate in extracurricular activities through the public school. Okay. Usually at the middle school and high school level, not really the elementary level. Um, it's mostly for sports. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like way, as in Tim Tebow. Okay. Named after Tim Tebow okay, because he was a homeschooler yes. in Florida yes. and okay. was allowed that, you know, he's so famous and whatever, whatever, because yeah. he played high school, public high school sports, I think. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Right. 
So um, the Tebow bill was passed in Texas last year, but it came with with, um, the stipulation that the school districts had to opt into it. So, but when they wrote it out in the, in the legislation, they separated homeschooling from private schooling, which is not how it's supposed to be. So Mm. that has introduced a little bit of the issue that there could be some legal challenges in the near future. It kind of, you know, makes a slippery slope because it's never been um, separated before in the legislature. Mm-hmm. So interesting. That's about as, as, yeah, that's about as legal as they as they've gotten so far with okay. it. What about parent requirements to homeschool in Texas? Uh, there are none. Zero, guys. <laughs> did you hear that? None. Move to Texas, everybody. Let's Meaning, go. you're a parent, you can homeschool, right? That's it. Yes. Yeah. As it should be. Exactly. Right? Of course. All right. <laughs> yes, you can. You can homeschool other um, other people's children as well. Wow. And there's no, so you can take in as many as you can. Well, as many, as not, as you not as many because okay. then you start to look more like a daycare. And sure. so, okay. you know, then there yep. are state re- right. regulations for that. But, you know, yes, you could potentially like homeschool your next door neighbor's child. Okay. So this is something separate than like a micro school type of a thing? Yeah. Or would it be considered that? No, it, it's consi- a micro school would be more, you know, if all the parents were involved. If you were just homeschooling your neighbor's child. Sure, the I get were, it. Okay. Yeah, it's totally different. Mm. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Jenny's moving to Texas now. She I wants am. to keep homeschooling. Come on, y'all. We're moving. moving. <laughs> <laughs> so I, are there paperwork things you have to fill out? You know, we're, we're in Wisconsin and there's a nope. very kind of low key form we have to fill out every fall. Um, but do you have to do anything there for that? No, um, the only time you ever have to notify anybody is if your child is in the public school system and you withdraw them in order to homeschool. Mm. And all you have to do is withdraw them. You just have to withdraw them and say, I'm going to homeschool my child effective today. And I'm going to be following the regu- you know, the guidelines set out in LEAPER. And that's all you have to say. Mm. Um, you never have to tell them anything else. Um, and if you have never been homeschooled or in the public school system, if your child's never been in the public school system, you don't have to tell anybody anything. So basically, if you decide, so here you have children, they're getting to be, you know, where you're going to say, well, we're going to homeschool. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell anybody. You just go about your right. business as a family should. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what it means to be the parent? That's right. So Rebecca, for you then, does that mean like, as far as the state of Texas is concerned with educational matters, they know that your oldest son exists because he was in school, but really the others are totally off grid as far as all that goes? Um, My 17 year old did half a year of kindergarten in public school before we withdrew him to go to private school. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, we we homeschooled him from his first grade year four. So Uh, but as far as my other kids go, no, they, they've never been enrolled in the public school system. Mm. I feel compelled to ask these two questions right in a row here. And it is age. Re- so what does this mean? Are there age requirements that are, is that a thing? That like you, by what age you have to start? I, yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no compulsory attendance laws for us. So for, for homeschooling. So technically we don't yeah. have to follow the ones for public school in the state of Texas, 
school doesn't start until the age of six, which mm-hmm. is usually first grade. So kindergarten is not even required in the state of Texas through the public school. Right. And you can also graduate at the age of 16. So the oversight so, requirements, what are, what are those all about? Are there, do you have? Yeah, the, the guidelines that we have are that we are supposed to homeschool um, using a visual curriculum that could be workbooks, textbooks, Interesting. Movies, a visual curriculum. Program. I mean, you know, any of any visual program that you deem appropriate for your child, that's what you use. Um, it has to be in a bona fide manner, which means that you're actually homeschooling your child. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we have to teach or, or we're supposed to teach reading, spelling, math, grammar, and good citizenship. Interesting. And that is all. Wow. I mean, come on, Wisconsin. Did you hear that? <laughs> Wisconsin, good citizenship. Let's just circle that, yes. highlight it. Let's go there. Well. The Republic of Texas would be, I think, yeah. it, that that makes sense to me. That makes sense <laughs> to me too. It's interesting yeah. about the visual thing. Define that. What yeah. does that mean? Like, is there something that doesn't count then in yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, because if you wanted to use um, living books, you know, storybooks, you yes. could use that. If you wanted to use uh, workbooks that you get at Walmart, you know, you can use that. Um, it, it's just whatever visual computer could, programs yeah could you use audiobooks movies. though because audiobooks aren't you visual. can use audiobooks <laughs> you can use you can audiobooks see, as well i can see audiobooks okay i'm making up the story in my head which means it's visual for me <laughs> you see there's always a well, will there's you know, a will there's a way you have a child coloring a page while they're listening to a book yeah okay Okay. Wouldn't that be pretty visual? So, yeah, that <laughs> yes, is. It yes. is. Maybe so they're illustrating what they hear. Exactly. Yes. Well, and the reason I brought that up when we talk about it is I'm in a number of groups, as are you, right, on Facebook and, and whatnot. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, someone from Texas, if they're brand new starting homeschooling, they see that, you know, I must use a visual curriculum or whatever it really? says. You, you've seen that before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I knew that that was in there. Um, and they get freaked out. You know, they're like, oh, what does that mean? That means I have to have a written curriculum. And but not really, right? Like no. a person could unschool in Texas as well, right? Because as yes. long as you use yes. visual resources. We, we have a very big unschooling um, community in Texas, homeschooling community in Texas. We do. Uh, there's a lot of families that unschool. So hmm. that is very possible here. It's interesting finding out about laws in different states because there, there's a, there are always kind of loopholes. Is that what you would say? There's always contradictions in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's intriguing, you guys. It's so intriguing, but. To use the broadest interpretation. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. If you want to know, like if somebody, does anybody have the right to ask you if you're complying with the homeschool ruling? It's not a law with the ruling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, they're not allowed to ask to see your curriculum. I, we've had a lot of districts that try to overstep that when somebody withdraws their child, they want to know what curriculum they're using mm-hmm. and whatnot. They're not allowed to ask that. Mm-hmm. That's not any of their business at all. And um, we, I don't know when this got put in because it was not part of the original ruling, but they have it on the Texas Education Agency site that if a school district is wondering if you're really homeschooling, they can ask for um, 
they can ask for like a letter verifying that. And basically it's the same thing as when you withdraw your child, you're just saying, yes, I am homeschooling Hmm. according to the guidelines of Leaper and they have to leave you alone after that. Hmm. You see what I mean? They can't ask for specific (laughs) broad terms, broad terms. Yeah. And why do we know this? You guys, because these are our children. And does anybody really have a right to tell you about any single thing under the sun? No, not really. I mean, truly, I'm just going to say it. Nobody really does. They're your own children. That's, I know. I agree. I mean, there it I is. Agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so many people we're, are we're very about that. big on our freedom here. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would move to Texas myself if uh, I could get my husband to move down there, but he's not going to go. He doesn't like hot. So no, (laughs) the summers are just awful here. Just awful. It's the, and that's why if if homeschooling laws were better in another state, Mm. (laughs) I would leave just because of the heat, but because they're so good (laughs) here, that's why I stay. (laughs) What about Alaska? No, not good. I think we're going to, we're going to talk to someone from Alaska pretty soon. And there's confusion there because there's a lot of, there's a government funded homeschool option that really throws a wrench in the works. But Mm. so uh, Rebecca, you'll have to listen when we talk about that one. But I always say that Oklahoma will. Yeah. Yeah. I always hear that Oklahoma has a great homeschool climate because they have it written into their state constitution, but you really wouldn't get away if you went there. (laughs) You know what, though, they actually, um, because they're a little bit further north than we are, they actually do have a little bit better with some of the seasons than mm. we actually do. It's it's interesting. Mm. So I don't know. But yeah, Oklahoma's laws are pretty good, too, because I yeah. think they are the only state that has it written in their state constitution. That Yeah, that's my understanding as well. So as far as protection so. goes, ultimately, they're probably the most protected if, if people decide to go after them. But. We would like that done here too, but we have yeah. not been able to find um, a legislature, a legislative person who is willing mm. to write it and introduce it during a session. Mm. So um, we have a couple of different organizations here that fight for different interests, I guess you could say. Yeah. And um, our, our particular organization that we have going on uh texans for homeschool freedom uh they're very big on trying to get somebody to do that to to get it into our state constitution and make sure that it is freedom all across the board you know just no strings no anything and it's just it's been hard to find somebody that's willing to try and make that happen let's go tina <laughs> well, we, we'd have to be like, you know, state senators <laughs> or assembly yes, people or whatever in Texas. There's there's very few legislators, I think, in any state that have enough backbone to do something like that. It's sad, isn't it? It it would require them going against the state homeschool coalition here who is not for that. Hmm. So, yeah, the homeschool coalition is not for a constitutional amendment. The homeschool, co- the homeschool coalition is for vouchers. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Mm. So can you, yeah. can you tell us the names of the different homeschool organizations in Texas and which one you recommend and the ones you don't recommend? Well, Texas homeschool coalition is the one that has been around the longest. It is the one that is always recommended. Um, they, however, have 
over the last decade or so, probably a little bit longer, have tried to uh, back legislation that really does. Uh, they're, they're the whole uh, authors actually behind the Tebow bill um, mm-hmm. that have tried to strip a little bit away of our uh, strip away a little bit of our freedoms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten pretty, it's gotten pretty nasty with them, to be honest. And um, in response, Texans for Homeschool Freedom was formed. They are not like an official organization. Like there's no nonprofit status to them or anything. That is something they're working on. But they have been fighting in sessions for the last, oh, I don't know, five or six sessions, I guess. Our sessions meet every other year instead of every year. So um, they've been fighting in session the last five or six against Tebow, against vouchers and things like that. Um, And then Texas Home Educators, that's a wonderful organization. They are a nonprofit. Um, They are all about helping you get started with homeschooling in Texas. They even have a uh, form letter on their website that you can copy uh, if you're going to withdraw your child. It, it, you know, lays it out perfectly of what you need to say. You can Mm -hmm. even write what they have on there and send that in. And they have um, resources on there from different areas of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, different co-ops and things like that. They try to keep up with uh, new co-ops that pop up and sports organizations and things like that. So I, I honestly recommend Texas Home Educators to anybody mm-hmm. just to know about resources and to getting started with homeschooling. And then if you want to get involved politically, then Texas uh, Texans for Homeschool Freedom would be who you would go with. Okay. We will link both of those in our show notes. We will not link the coalition. <laughs> I repeat, no, we will see, not link the coalition. And, and they, I know they get, they do, they're even listed on the, the Texas education agency site and they're yeah. always interviewed for everything without getting other viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. They have it on their website that like they have a letter to, to help mm-hmm. you withdraw, but they recommend that you send a copy of your letter to them as well. Oh my which, goodness. A lot of people don't like doing that because see now, you know, it gets them on, uh, you get on their list that way. start, uh, And they also in their steps of recommendations to get started homeschooling, one of their steps is to join them. (laughs) And so I can't tell you how many people we get in homeschooling groups that are new to homeschooling and think that they have to join in order to homeschool. Yep. And it's like, no, you do not have to join and you do not have to send a copy of any letter to them either. Yeah. And it, but the way that they have it written out, it makes it seem like that you have to do those steps. Mm-hmm. And wow. it's very confusing for a lot of new homeschooling families. For sure. Well, yeah. I mean, so. just talking to new homeschool families that really parents are, they're not used to being in control of their own children. You know what I mean? No. It's that plain and simple. Having freedom. They think so, they're yeah. under the authority of somebody. And they right? almost can't. Yeah. yeah. Even when we say, well, no, you know, it's just that to fill out that little sheet, it's hardly anything it's going to take. And there's always this astonishment at the end. Like, are you sure? Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> is somebody can, you know, yeah. is that all I have to do? Because isn't it pathetic? Right. But I mean, that's just such a sad situation that, you know. You oh, know. I know. I know. Or we see how many records do I have to keep? Do I have to do a certain number of days? And then they, they worry that, you know, they're not doing enough or that they're going to get caught if they don't keep records yes. or something. And yes. like, you don't have to do any of that. Now, yep. if you want to, 
right. go ahead, but sure. it's not something you have to do. Yeah, as if as if the for a lot of them to understand. Yeah. yeah, as if their children don't really belong to them. <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? That's it. I hate oh, yeah. to be the sayer yes. of it, but I am the sayer of it, right. and that's precisely what the problem is. People can't. They're, they're so used to following orders of somebody else about their children that that is that they almost don't have the full right to their kids. Yeah. And that's right. Well, and it's also true that in many states, even low regulation states. So we're in Wisconsin. It's very low reg, not as low reg as Texas, because in our homeschool law, we have to do a certain number of hours at least. Now it's 875 and any homeschooler worth her salt will get 4000 hours without blinking. So it's no big deal and we don't have to document it. But um, it sounds like in Texas, you don't have any written anything about this many hours, this mm-hmm. many days, nothing like that. Nope. No testing, no anything. Wow. So, yes, because we get we get a lot of questions, too, about, well, do they have to take the state test that the public school students have to take? And no, you don't have to do that. Not unless you, I mean, you just really want your child to take a standardized test. <laughs> you know, you could do that, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, that's good. Um, and a lot of parents have a hard time with that, even just feeling that that's the only way they can figure out their children is to get them tested. Yeah. To take the test, study for the yes. test. What does that mean, right? Study for the test, to take the right. test, to do the test, to pass the test. <laughs> <laughs> Instead which, of just looking at the child. Why, right. Yes. And and that and that is why actually the Tebow bill was so hard fought against as well, because it it actually introduces the concept of homeschool students taking a standardized test in order to participate yep. in the public school activities. Mm. And that's a new precedent for us. We've never had that before. And so it was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you wanted to participate, you have to take a standardized test. School students don't even have to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. We have the Tebow law in Wisconsin here as well. And it, same thing. Like we don't have any assessments or anything like that, but the way they wrote the law here was every school district can make its own rules about what to require of homeschooled kids. So you so have some that are like, right, right. Well, you know, there are some that are like, Hey, you're a warm body, come over and play. And then you have others who are like, take this test, do this, do that, do that, use common core, whatever, whatever. And it's kind of like the wild West in Wisconsin of whatever, because there there's no precedent. So the school districts have no there's no reining them in. They, as long as they have a written policy, they can demand anything they want. And homeschoolers are so wow. into their sports in some cases that they're, they'll do it and yeah. they'll give and up well, their freedom. Exactly. What about graduation do, requirements? Do, Whoops, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask, do y'all have um, like homeschool sports organizations there? We do. There's one in our community. It's okay. the Northeast Wisconsin Christian Homeschool Athletic Association. That's NUCHA. And there's also SWICHA in the southern part of the state. <laughs> and I think there's probably a couple of other ones. And we promote those as well as some homeschoolers can play on private school teams, too. And that's a little bit less invasive. And yeah. so we're like, do that, you know. Um, and we always promote that because if you everybody goes to play on the public school sports teams, those leagues will go away, you know, and yeah. then people won't have choice. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So. That was our argument here too as well for Tebow because the homeschool coalition does not really promote the the homeschool sports organizations very much Uh and um, we have a ton of them there are so many there's new ones cropping up all the time Mm -hmm. and uh, we wanted parents to know 
these are these are opportunities. You don't have to go through the public school in order for your child to go and play, you know, baseball yeah. in college. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, they don't they actually don't get recognized as much through the public school as you think that they do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, no, agreed. Agreed there. So, Jenny, what were you saying? Before? Yeah. So I was going to say, what about the graduation requirements? Um, there are none for homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, some parents like to follow the ones that public school has, uh, you know, which is totally fine. But one of what we usually recommend is that if your child is going to go to college, especially in the state of Texas, which state colleges here, state universities and community colleges are supposed to recognize homeschool students as legitimate graduates. Mm -hmm. The parents make the transcripts and the parents make the diplomas. Yes. And um, so what we usually recommend is that look at the college where your child wants to go Mm -hmm. and see what their entrance requirements are and then base your high school studies and your transcript off of that. Yeah. And yeah. And so that, that they do that. We also have a dual enrollment mm-hmm. and homeschool mm-hmm. students are allowed to do that as well. So um, they can take college courses while they're in high school and it yeah. counts for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we, do, we do have that. Now, some community colleges require the homeschool students to pay um, mm-hmm. a lowered fee or reduced fee for the college co- courses. Mm-hmm. And some community colleges don't. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on where you live. I mean, I would think that's even a small price to pay <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in the sense of you, you maintain your freedom and all of that. I have never understood why homeschoolers would look at public school graduation requirements. It's like going through this weird middleman <laughs> that's like an irrelevant What's the point, right? You, you want to look at what's required for where you want to go, not some weird sidetrack. <laughs> Yeah. I know. And I think it's it's because a lot of them get a little scared of that. We get a lot of families who will only homeschool up until high school and then they will put their child in high school because they're so scared to do homeschooling of high school and to be yeah. able to make that transcript themselves. It's it's a daunting task for them. Yeah. And um so they just kind of go with what the public school says. They can't imagine doing yes. something different. Right. And that, that isn't that it. That is always the biggest fear of so many. I mean, when we have new parents come in and, you know, they're new to the homeschooling thing. I mean, they have a three-year-old and the first thing they'll mention is the college thing or the <laughs> say, whoa, oh, that, that accredited homeschooling programs. They want to know about what can they use that's accredited. And it's, oh, there's nice. nothing that's accredited, you know, yeah. it's, it's, schools are accredited programs, homeschooling and stuff that's not accredited. So and it's, it's not necessary to talk to them too. <laughs> yeah. Such indoctrination. I mean, it, it just goes so deep and such fear. So, so much fear, you know, I always think, you know, cause I, I mean, I taught and Tina has taught and not that that's a big deal that you have to teach to homeschool, but the, the, the reality is if you've been a teacher and you've done grading before, <laughs> that should just put it to rest. I mean, you know, what's a grade you're pretty much running with it the whole time anyway, just kind of making it up as you go, uh, you know? Yes. And so it's just, yeah, it's just so, it's just such a sad thing. Parents, you are in control. These are your children. They always have been your children. So all of these fears are useless. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of worry. But I do remember um, when my kids were little as well. So 
so scared about the whole transcript thing myself. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, how am I going to fill out a transcript? What's that going to be like? And easy. It's really not a big deal. Easy peasy. <laughs> and there's so resources galore for that, right? Too. Yeah, there's there's lots of things out there. Those of you who are experienced in Texas, the the Texas home educators, they can oh, all help yeah. you with those, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And there's so many great groups. The, the Texas Homeschool Support Group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many knowledgeable moms in there who can help um, handhold, you know, to help you step by step if you need it yeah. and, and uh, point you in all the directions you need to go. It's really wonderful. All right. So hot topic the last couple of years. Uh, I think I know the answer. Are there any vaccination requirements for homeschoolers in, uh, in Texas? No, there's not. Um, there's not even for public school. We have all the exemptions even. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, there's not even any, since we don't have anything to turn in, then no, yeah. there's not. Good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And we have a wonderful group that fights with that for that stuff as well, too. So yeah, medical, medical <laughs> freedom stuff. Covered. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Good. Yeah. Wow. What else can we talk about in about with Texas? Important. Yeah, I know because there really just isn't a lot, you know, that you have to go by. So, yeah, um, it's just so it really is easy here. There's a huge homeschooling community all all over the state. And you mm-hmm. can find groups anywhere. We have so yeah. many co-ops, um, university model schools. Uh, micro schools are starting to become a thing here. They really weren't until like the last few years. And I think that was because of uh, COVID and shutting down things. Yeah. Um, that kind of made a lot of more of those pop up. But mm-hmm. The amount of co-ops is just overwhelming. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can imagine you could probably be in a co-op every day of the week and not yeah. ever be at home actually doing your own education. <laughs> I have a friend that does that. Yes. She has one child <laughs> wow. and she takes her, she takes him to a co-op um, every day of the week. And that's how they do a lot of his uh, schooling and he gets a lot out of it. Yeah. They go on a ton of field trips with all the different co-op groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's, he's learning a lot and he has so many friends and um, it's just, it's really, it's really cool to see. But what about socialization? (laughs) Just kidding. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Rebecca, I bet you, you have seen so much change since your journey began all those years ago. Yes, I have. Uh, Just the community that I was in grew exponentially the amount of curriculum that's available mm-hmm. wow <laughs> that's what tina says <laughs> yep. oh it's just it's crazy what's popped up and it it gets hard sometimes to discern what is like really good true curriculum and what yeah. is a company that's just trying to make money off of you oh my goodness yes so, and what's truth and what's not truth <laughs> yes right yes and all the people that crop up and are like oh I can help you homeschool your child and I can help you set up your curriculum. I've never homeschooled before, but I I don't even have children, but let me tell you how to homeschool. Right. Yeah. Amen. And amen, sister. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. Yeah. It's a money-making deal for so many people. 
It is such an unfortunate situation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Well, is there anything, Rebecca, that you want to leave with our listeners as they go about their day? Uh, Only come to Texas if you're going to stick by Texas values and principles. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come here and try to vote it different. (laughs) Yes. I think you guys have been fighting some. Uh, some of that the last couple of years, haven't you? Transplant some from some other states. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yes, we have gotten so many people from California, which I mean, I don't want to knock those who are here for the right reasons, but it is just, it's getting crazy. And, um, you know, we are the way that we are for a reason and we value our freedoms here. Yes, And we would like to keep those freedoms. We have done really well with that and mm-hmm. trying to come in and change that is just it's it's not gonna not gonna be good you know yeah. if, you, if you're gonna try and do that so I we have the governor race going on mm. and um it's it's gonna be interesting to see who wins out on that one in yes. November so mm-hmm. yeah well and by the time and, this episode um, airs I think you'll know it probably is going to be a little bit after the election in November that this one airs so okay so well, it'll be interesting. And then our, our next legislative session starts in January. Ah, okay. So um yeah, and as school vouchers are going to be front and center mm. for that. And we have an uphill battle. Yeah. So that is a dangerous, dangerous thing. And I think um tell correct me if I'm wrong, but in so many states, conservative legislators think that's such a good thing and they want to quote unquote help us with yeah. that, right? And they don't understand. So yes. we're it's almost like our our one-time friends are now our enemies. Yep. Because they don't get it. Yes. Yes. We have quite a few uh, Republican legislators here who are not understanding where a lot of us homeschoolers are coming from. Um, like I said, the Homeschool Coalition is very, very much in favor of vouchers. <sighs> and um, so they have a lot of money also. And they... Oh. Um, will uh, back candidates who agree with them on those issues mm. and put a lot of money behind them. So it gets hard to to get those legislatures to listen because they're going by what the money says. Yep. And, and then the coalition um, says that they speak for everybody, right? Which is a ridiculous oh. thing in Texas more than anybody oh. else, but <laughs> that's, yes, that's one of our, that's one of our pet peeves is, is um, them saying that they speak for, for homeschoolers all over Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't even know how many homeschoolers there are even in Texas to begin with, <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way to keep track of that. Right. And, right. Um, exactly. You don't, to, you don't get to say that. Right. So yes, we had, um, we had a very bad, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Last year, between Texans for Homeschool Freedom and the Homeschool Coalition, there was a lot of debates about the Tebow bill. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were some attacks that happened Mm -hmm. about those of us who oppose it. Um, The Homeschool Coalition has not been above banning people from their Facebook page, (sighs) even members of the the coalition who paid dues to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, if you don't agree, they will, they will try to silence you on that. Oh yeah. Isn't that terrible? It is. It is. So 
yeah, that's part of why we have such an uphill battle that we're going to be fighting on this. But it's going to be um, it's going to be front and it really is because Mm -hmm. our governor has also come out in favor of it now. The current governor and our lieutenant governor. Yes. Uh. Yes. And and our lieutenant governor, our lieutenant governor several years ago told um, everybody he was on the steps of the Capitol in Austin and told everybody in some press conference. Uh, talking about school choice, that homeschoolers are apparently rich. And so because we're rich, like financially, (laughs) then um, we can't possibly understand, you know, that how lower income people would need this money so they could homeschool or or go to private school. And oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That set us off. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Really, I would love to know then where all that money is because (laughs) my family is definitely not rich. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Talk about sacrifice. Tone deaf, totally tone deaf to the to actually knowing what people are all about. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It it really was. It it was interesting. And so if with this airing at the same time. Oh yeah. With this airing in November, those are all of y'all in Texas, you need to pay attention to this because your governor race will have been decided. But you need to remember what Rebecca said. The legislative session starts in January and you need, if you want to maintain your freedom, you need to connect with Texas home educators and with Texans for Homeschool Freedom, not the coalition, and fight the fight with those right. freedom-loving Texans to keep your freedom. Amen, yeah. Tina. Sorry, well, a pulpit there. I know. <laughs> That, my friends, is a view of homeschooling in Texas. I hope that you are one that stands alone. One that does not join the crowd because we know that it takes nothing to join the crowd and it takes everything to stand alone. And we see um, people in the good fight like Rebecca. and. You are made as a family unit. You were made the best one for your children. Nobody else knows them like you, even when they have special needs. Believe it and be blessed. Mm